You're listening to the Witch in the Woods podcast. Monthly mini scary story, The Poisoned Dress. Oh my gosh, you have to get this dress. It's perfect. I do kind of love it. You look gorgeous. Do you like it? I mean, you're the one who will have to be seen with me. Of course I like it. But you know why I like it the most? Why? Because I can tell you feel beautiful in it. Lara and Yaya kissed, giddy with young love. They were shopping for their winter dance, a very formal event at their school. They had been hitting thrift stores all over town, looking for vintage and quirky outfits that fit their style. Did you see anything you liked? Not really. What about that suit in the window? I don't know. I I liked it, but... But what? I kind of wanted to wear a dress. Then you should. Yeah? I always feel so awkward in dresses. So we'll find you one that makes you feel beautiful, just like you did for me. Come on, there's another store we haven't been to yet. My sister says they have all kinds of stuff. The girls checked out and made their way to the store Yaya's sister had told them about. One that they hadn't visited before, despite their love for thrift store finds. Wait, it's this place? Yeah, I know, it looks kind of gross, but my sister said that once you go inside, it's a lot nicer. Okay... The girls ventured inside, grimacing at the front windows smudged with dirt and overflowing with sun-faded clothing. They were pleasantly surprised when they stepped inside, however, finding the inside to be well-lit, clean, and organized. They really need to fix their front display. I bet more people would shop here. An older woman appeared from the back room, moving slowly as she pushed a walker in front of her. Hello there. How can I help you today? We're looking for a dress for a dance at school. Something formal. Well, we have all kinds of dresses here, but the ones along the back wall are more formal. The girls went through the racks, giggling at some of the more ridiculous styles. How about a leopard print mini dress with a crystal belt? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Definitely my style. (laughs) Oh, wait. What do you think of this? Oh, my gosh. It's beautiful. You think? Yes! That green will be perfect with your eyes. Go, try it on. Okay. Laura got into the dress and emerged from the dressing room, nervously smoothing it down as she walked toward the full-length mirrors. (gasps) You look gorgeous. You think? Yes! You look like a princess, a queen. You don't think it's too much? It's a little fancy. No way! And who cares? We're supposed to get fancy. Yeah, but... Oh, I must say that dress looks like it was made for you. She's right, Lara. You have to get it. Okay, I'll get it. While Lara was changing, Yaya made small talk with the owner. She told her about the dance and their school, and how they would definitely be back to shop now that they knew how nice the store was inside. If you don't mind me asking, what's up with your front display? What do you mean? Well... The inside of your store is so nice, but the front... Oh, yes, I know. It's awful, isn't it? The truth is, I just can't get around like I used to, and I don't have much help. I just realized there wasn't a price tag on the dress. Oh, let me check the book. 
You know, Laura and I love fashion and we are always shopping in thrift stores. We could help you set up your front windows. We could? Sure, it would be fun. Hmm. The dress is $62.50, dear. Oh, that's... That, that's a little out of my price range. I can help. I've still got some money. But you still need to buy shoes. It's okay. I'll just look for something else. Oh, wait just a moment. That dress was so perfect on you. I think you just have to have it. I'll tell you what. If you two really will come back and help me with the front window, I'll give you the dress for half price. Really? We'll do it. The owner smiled broadly at them, and the girls promised to come back the day after the formal to help her with the windows. They couldn't wait to show off their dresses, knowing they would certainly have the most original designs at the dance. The night of the dance was cold, crisp air freezing the girls' noses as they rushed into the gym. Whoa, look at this place. They really went all out. The dance committee really had outdone themselves. Snowflakes floating down from the ceiling and sparkling from the twinkle lights that were hung from every corner of the room. The girls met up with their friends and began to dance, swirling in their dresses and laughing. It's really hot in here, right? Yeah, I was just thinking that. I shouldn't have gotten a dress with long sleeves. Do you want to take a break? No, I'm having too much fun. As long as you don't care that I'm sweating. I don't care, I'm sweating too. <laughs> the girls continued to dance, laughing with their friends and enjoying the attention their outfits were getting. Laura was the standout, the lacy folds of her dress catching the twinkling lights with every turn. She had never felt more beautiful, more in love, although admittedly she had also never felt more sweaty. The gym was sweltering, and Laura felt waves of heat rushing down her arms and legs, felt drops of sweat dripping down her back, felt her heart beating quicker and quicker. She stopped moving, trying to focus her eyes as the students began to blur in front of her. She was having trouble breathing. The air felt too thick, like it couldn't fit down her throat. Uh, yeah, yeah? Laura? Are you okay? I can't. I can't. Oh my god, help! Someone get help! Laura had collapsed on the dance floor as the other students crowded around her, all of them pulling out their phones to call for help. The ambulance arrived quickly, paramedics breaking through the crowd within a matter of minutes. But it was too late. Laura had suffered a heart attack and died as she fell. Her last breath knocked out of her body as she hit the floor. Yet even as the panic spread through the crowd, the students were also struck by how Laura had never looked more lovely. Her dress fanned around her, still twinkling under the hundreds of lights, her cheeks rosy with the heat that had claimed her life. She looked like a sleeping princess in a fairy tale, and Yaya kissed her over and over again, hoping that true love's kiss somehow held the magic they believed in as children. Lara didn't open her eyes. It was several weeks later when Yaya suddenly remembered her commitment to the old lady at the store. And even though returning to the shop and the memories it held was the very last thing she wanted to do, she also didn't want to leave the lady hanging. She pulled herself out of bed, forced herself to put on real clothes for the first time in weeks, and drove to the store. Hello? 
Why, hello. It's nice to see you again. You too. Look, I'm so sorry. It's taken me so long to get here. I... Oh, don't you worry about a thing. I know you young people are busy. It's just that... Laura, she... At the dance? Oh, oh, that was your friend? The girl who died at the dance? Oh, I read about that in the paper. I'm so sorry. Thank you. What happened? The paper said she had a heart attack. So young for something like that. The doctors think that she was on drugs, that she took something, but I know she didn't. Laura didn't do that kind of thing. That's the only explanation they had. You didn't have to come here, honey. Why don't you go back home? No, I want to help you. You were so nice to Laura, and she loved that dress. She said she never felt more beautiful. Anyway, I'm going to make your front window look amazing. Are, are you sure? It's been like that for years. It can wait. Yes, I'm sure. Laura told me some of her ideas, and I'd like to do it. All right, then. Let me get you a bucket and some rags. Yaya got to work, popping in her earbuds to listen to music as she dragged the dusty clothes out of the display and scrubbed it down. It really was nice to have a project, something else to focus on for even a few minutes. She felt like she had been sleepwalking for weeks, and since she had been given an excused leave from school, she didn't even have the routine of class to distract her. She spent hours in bed, her head banging from slipping in and out of sleep and bouts of crying. To be here, smelling the scent of old clothes, feeling the sun shine through the window, it reminded her of Laura in all of the good ways instead of the bad. She felt a little joy creeping in among the grief, and she held on to it as their song came on and felt herself smile for the first time in weeks. Even if I met you in another life, still feel like I would end up with you. Got this kind of energy that makes me smile. I just want to settle down with you. But there go. She was looking through the racks for the perfect outfits for the display when she felt a tap on her shoulder. Yaya, meet my nephew. He's the one who finds the clothes I sell. A man shuffled in, carrying a large cardboard box. He was older than Yaya had pictured when she heard the word nephew, with a stringy comb over and a drooping face. His nose was large, his beady eyes almost struggling to peer around it. He quickly glanced at Yaya then looked back at the ground, shifting his weight from foot to foot nervously. Hi. Nice to meet you. Say hi, Oscar. Hi. I love the clothes you found. You have a really good eye. Doesn't he? What's she doing here? Yaya is helping me with my front display. Doesn't it look better already? Oscar grunted in response, clearly not comfortable with the idea of talking to anyone but his aunt. Well, let's see what you've brought. There's more in the truck. I'll get them. Oscar practically dropped the box in his haste to leave the room, the cardboard lid popping open as the back door crashed shut. You'll have to excuse him. He's always been a little nervous around people he doesn't know. That's all right. Can I see what he's found? Of course. Yaya began pulling clothes out of the box, 
exclaiming over Oscar's finds. He really did have an eye for vintage clothing, and Yaya marveled that every piece seemed brand new despite its age. She reached in to pull out a suit when some fabric at the bottom of the box caught her eye. She felt her heartbeat quicken, and she froze. It couldn't be. Are you all right? Yaya reached into the box and grabbed the green lace, not believing her eyes as she slowly laid the dress out on the floor. It was Laura's dress. The one she had bought at this very store. The last dress she had ever worn. The dress that she had, in fact, been buried in. Where did you say your nephew gets the clothes? He cleans out houses and runs estate sales, usually for families of older folks that have too much stuff to... Wait, that dress. Oscar returned at that moment, carrying another large box and mumbling to himself. Oscar, where did you get this dress? What? Where did you get this? I... don't know. Oscar... My friend, this dress... Oscar met Yaya's eyes for the first time, then threw the box he was holding as he ran out the back door. Oscar! I'm calling the police! Oscar didn't get far. In his panic, he drove his truck into an electric pole and was stuck, mumbling incoherently as the police arrived. The truth came out soon enough, and it was even more gruesome than Yaya had imagined. Oscar didn't just get the clothes as leftovers from estate sales. He was a grave robber, digging up the newly departed to steal their jewelry and clothing. When the police told Laura's family about the dress, they ran more tests and discovered the cause of her heart attack. Laura had been poisoned by formaldehyde, the chemical morticians pumped through dead bodies to help preserve them before a funeral. In the heat of the dance, the pores in her skin drank in the formaldehyde that had soaked into the threads from the dress's previous owner. The dress, the one that had made her feel so beautiful, had been worn before, had been in more than one coffin, and had sent Laura to her own. She had been poisoned by the dress. Thank you for listening to the Witch in the Woods podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us on social media at the Witch in the Woods pod. The Witch in the Woods podcast is a zombie burrito production and is produced by Becky McLaughlin and Caitlin Stafford. This episode was written, directed, and sound designed by Becky McLaughlin and features the voice talents of Laura Iani as Laura, Haley Motsinger as Yaya, Linda Minnie as the owner, Drew Baker as Oscar, and Caitlin Stafford as Grimulkin the narrator. Thank you so much for listening, and an extra special thank you to our Patreon members, Laura Goldstein, Sarah Thompson, The Johnson Family, Robin Murray, Jamie Gearhart, Lindsay Carlisle, Emily Emerson, Amanda Wills, Rob Taylor, Sarah Bowers, Kristen Machado, Alice Chan, and Lynn Hill. We are so grateful for your support. Until next time.